Welcome in to We Talk Facts with nine-year NBA veteran and Nebraska basketball Hall of Famer Eric Strickland and two-time Nebraska football national champion Lester Johnson. Talking shh and taking names in sports and day-to-day living. Sit back, relax, and join the show with nine-year NBA vet and Nebraska basketball Hall of Famer Eric Strickland and two-time Nebraska football national champion, Clester Johnson. Welcome to WTF. We talk facts. Eastrick here is in the building with Jay Foreman. Cluster Johnson is out of town today, but Jay is joining me on We Talk Facts today, and we're going to we're going to jump into it, man. We're excited to uh, share another Thursday evening. Six to seven is where you can find us each and every day on all streaming platforms, as well as Allo Channel 961 is where you can find us. Jay, how are you this evening, man? Man, you know, it's all good. You yeah. know, I usually passing you guys when I'm taking off, running out to basketball or whatever. So now, uh, you know, good to, you know, I usually listen to you guys on the way to basketball. Now I'm in here. Uh Another hour goes by quick. Yeah, it goes by quick, man. And and we've got a we've got some interesting stuff to discuss today to talk about because you being a former veteran, yeah. as far as playing in the NFL, and me being a former veteran and spending some time in the NBA, um, there's some things that go on behind the scenes that most people don't <laughs> get an opportunity to uh, to to hear about, talk about, right? Discuss. Um, Antonio, like, for example, Antonio Pierce, you know, yeah. one of your guys, right. uh, gave you a little inside glimpse on some things that can go on in the back. Right. Um, you know, when I played with the Boston Celtics, one thing that we used to see is get a chance to see Red Arback come in the back oh, yeah. and, and and just kind of his interactions and and stuff like that. But, but let's get into it. The topics is going to be about what is it like in the locker room as a rookie versus a veteran? Um what was your experience being drafted? Because the 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 we don't want to say hazing, yeah. but but the things that go on obligations, the things that you have to do as a rookie at the NFL from the veterans. Tell us a little bit about that and right. and what it was like the experience of walking into a locker room. The veterans already got their spot yeah. set. They right. kind of like throw you into <laughs> into the back corner somewhere. Tell us about that experience. Hey, man. Well, first, I got to start from at Nebraska, right? So, you know, I'm a senior captain, and we had a kid quit. So, I actually had, by chance, I had two lockers. So, you big dog. And I'm on the corner, right, you know, next to the shower. That's how you are when you leave college, right? And and then when you get to the NFL, and you're, at least for me, in our first, we used to have rookie minicamp. So, you get drafted probably like a week, then you up there. They probably want to see, hey, listen, it's drafted. We're going to make sure you can walk and chew gum. Well, the veterans used to be there. Man, we was all in the corner, DP, or uh, Strick, with tape on our <laughs> I'll never forget this, man. They so gave you all the tape joint. <laughs> so, so when you walk in the locker room, and, and it's almost like the penthouse to the outhouse, and we were just like off in like a little auxiliary locker room. So you walk through there, Ted Washington's locker, you know, he got, 80 pairs of shoes, you know, he got, you know, long, whatever he need to work out in, mm-hmm. you know, gloves and all that stuff. You are our stuff. One pair of shoes, one pair of socks, you know, jock and all that other stuff. And then you sharing it with, in my case, it was myself, Jay Foreman 
and Keith Newman. So half a locker. Half a locker. Mm. That so that's just, you know, that's unfamiliar because you got to get dressed and you, you ain't got no no freedom in there. Yeah. And here's when I knew I was a rookie and I had to work my way up. So when we got there, Keith Newman already knew some guys on the team. Jonathan Linton, who he played with in college. So Linton already hooked him up with a, some a good pair of shorts in with some length to him. Mm-hmm. I ain't know nobody. Right? You, had, you had the ooh babies? Oh, just trick. <laughs> now, mind you, here's what I had. Just because you play basketball. Ooh. I had, I had, so they gave us the, the <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this, man. <laughs> now, mind you, man, you know, you out there. You, yeah, I like, I used to have, like to have tape and then have the short socks, right? Yeah. Oh, no. They got me knee-high socks. Now I, I rolled them down. So I looked like I was in a aerobics class back with John John Travolta uh, staying alive. You know or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were so strict. Wait, wait, it wait. looked strict. It looked like, uh, what are those socks called no, back in the day? What is the guy that was the, uh, oh, my oh, God. Uh, Richard Simmons. Richard that's Simmons. Yeah, that so was I, you, yeah. my boy. So that's how, that's how they was, right? So I had the Richard Simmons going on. And then I'm like, damn, well, you know, I saw the shorts. I know I had, you know, I used to wear a girdle or a tights or a girdle. I'm yeah. like, okay, I got this. I'm looking at where the shorts at. I didn't even see these little gray joints. So I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, thinking that, you know. Yeah, you they know, got a little link to them. No. Nah, Nothing. Listen. Cut. Listen, Strick. They they was two X's, right? Yeah. And But here's the problem. <laughs> it was the gray kind of, like you would probably just weigh, wear around the house. You okay. know, it had that good fabric, you know, the, the yeah. kind of real soft. Well, what happens is, you know, if your boy has some thighs and a little junk in the trunk, well, them things came up and was extra mediums on your boy. Ooh, we cut, cut all into the leg. Right. But I had the, but I had the tights on. Right. So I was out there looking like Kenny Skywalker and, and Richard Simmons. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so here's what I did. I went to the equipment, man, man. And I'll forget it. I'll never forget, man. It's my man, Hojo, right? Hey, man, you know, what's up with the shorts? He's like, oh, we ain't got no more. Mm. I'm like, what? You ain't got no shorts? All that paper. All that paper. I just, and it, no what, short. What, what it really was is he's, he came back and said, he walked past me at practice. Just he's like, deal with. he's like, until you make the team. That part. You get, get the, you get, you get the hand me down. Get the hand me down. Yeah. And those were the short, same shorts that Daryl Talley probably wore way back in the 80s. Yeah. Now, I will tell you this, Strick. Sam Coward, who was a mentor of mine, he was a all NFL rookie, defensive rookie of the year. He laid, he gave me a pair of shorts. He, uh-huh. Cause he, but he didn't give me a pair of shorts till he went ham on me for the first two days of practice. Because when he we had were, to kill you. Oh, he was killing me. So when you when you watch the tape, <laughs> Strick, when you watch the yeah. tape, he was like, "Dang, look at Foreman out." <laughs> yeah, and, and then he did he be like, "Hey, hey, Ted, you know, pause it here." Yeah. And then the, the whole defense clowned your boy. Right. That's right. how you are as a rookie. Yeah. You just taking it every single day. Yeah. I and it's you. not hazing. It's just initiation. Yeah. It's it, yeah, it's yeah. just bringing you into the form. What about you? So, yeah. I mean, for me, it was, um, you know, it was very similar. They kind of put us where they put us. We had no options, no choices. And we we got gear, but not gear yeah you know we got you know a, a one or two of everything yeah that 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 we we could use and work out in and so forth and so on but for us it was the main thing was not to get killed on the on the floor by not being ready yeah that's that's that's, that's yeah that's when you get 
when you get the uh the the playbooks and all mm -hmm. that stuff you 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 really want to know and you really want to pay attention you don't want to be over there side talking you yeah. really want to stay focused on the task because that that's that's where you get you can get get murk so now the the main thing for us as far as putting in your work and time was on the road mm -hmm. where there would be times where they wanted us to go and get what's your obligation okay, okay let me ask you this now what so say i'm veteran jay foreman guard right. i don't know if you because we broke it in linebacker had our you know our idea room okay just say i'm your i'm the the veteran yeah take me through a road trip as a rookie yeah so like for me it was um one of my one of my vets was uh uh Jimmy Jackson. Okay. Derek Harper. And so there would be times in the morning or in the evening after two a days, because we would have to stay in the hotel. Like we couldn't stay at home at mm. the time. They would, they would tell us to come to the hotel and we would have two a days. And at that time we were having them at SMU. So at night, you know, they would say, Hey, young fella, some specific that they wanted to eat. <laughs> You'd have to go out and get it. Yeah. You'd have to make the make the run, go yeah. get them something to eat, or and make on the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd have to do something like that. Now, the other main thing about the locker room was we could not get on the bus or the plane until all of the luggage yeah. and the equipment was either underneath the bus or on the plane. Yeah. Like we had to stand out. Now these prima donna young folks now, they didn't have to do that. I think towards the tail end of my 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 years, it that's changed. when it started changing, yeah. where the rookies started having more power. There, wasn't, there, was, there, was, there wasn't no pecking order. No. Yeah, because no. number one, a lot of those rookies, at least in the NFL, they coming in. I remember watching the draft, and, you know, the guy would get drafted in the first round. He the highest paid tight end. You know, there was guys getting drafted at tight end that was making more at that time than Tony Gonzalez. The way it was for me as a rookie. Now, I will tell you this. Like, I, I the biggest hazing story of when I was coming up was down there in New Orleans Saints where they got your boy Cam Cleveland with the, the soap in the in the pillow in the pillow uh, mm, case. And they the tore it down. Yeah, they tore him out there. Now, that, granted, that was like Brian Cox mm -hmm. and those guys. I was blessed that we had that was going into the shower or was yeah, that at the after and we was in the dorm yeah in the dorm yeah, yeah. they got to call him while he sleep now that's too much yeah i was blessed enough to have professionals but we had our obligations same like you when we went on the road there's two there's two sets of rookies if you were obligated to get the food you got on you you didn't get to go with the team you had to go with the trainers so you know what they mm -hmm. set out the water bottles and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. so my job as a rookie it were me and keith we and we was cool because we we'd switch off and we'd make sure, hey, you got the chicken, or if we had family in town, you know, I go get it, then you just hit me back with the money. We made sure we had our obligations done. So we had to get on the plane and make sure all the chicken was on there. Yeah. Spicy and all that. So Ted Cottrell, and here's what Ted Cottrell's a defensive coordinator. Nobody could eat chicken from the linebacker room until he got the first, till he got first pick. First. And here's what he used yeah. to do, Strick. I'll never forget this. So we we get there, we go to the hangar, we get the bus, and you know we nervous. You know he got that time we had to wear suits and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I got my little cheap suit on and stuff, yeah. little pencil tie. You know what I mean? So we there, and I'm sweating, right? And Melvin was a, the trainer. He's like, man, what's wrong with you? You need to chill, right? First of all, it's hot on the plane. So 
So I put the chicken down. Everybody's ready to eat. So I'm thinking the vets, like, you know, Sam Coward, you know, Sam Rogers, they would eat. They were like, nah, Ted Cattrall used to stand over there. This is the funniest thing ever. He'd take, a, he'd take a napkin, put it in here, right, and stand over a big old bucket of chicken like this, like a crane, <laughs> and would, like, play a, like, little game and get the get that one, and then everybody would eat after go that. go get in. Then everybody uh, get it in after that. Yeah. And then the only other thing we'd have to do uh, is on Mondays after the game, we when we watch the tape, we – now – we'd have to have pizza and wings. But here's the thing that I like is that John Holosek, who was the veteran, he gave us the numbers. Yeah, the card. Right. And at that time, we had a phone in the locker room. You call, and then when they gave you, it was kind of like on credit. If we were in meetings, we would just have to stop by and pay on the way home. Um, You know, and so that was it. So in Buffalo, I had a lot easier. But when I used to talk to some of my friends around the league, they was getting it, boy. I mean, some of them were like the Jets, like Jason Wilson, they was getting it. Getting, getting tied up all the time, throwing yeah. in the cold tub, Oof. beat down, Oof. just getting talked to crazy. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. Uh, during during your your training camp, right? Yeah. What would you say, two things, two questions before we get to break. What would you say in training camp was the hardest part of it compared to now? Because I believe it's way easier probably now than when Hell you yeah. first came yeah. in. So give me that difference of what the training camp was like. And did y'all, the day, because you, you, you get to watch now, you get to kind of look, in, look into mm-hmm. um, these things hard with hard stuff. knocks, yeah. right? You kind of get to look in. Obviously, they're not going to be doing all, all the stuff, stuff they right. probably would do. But did they make y'all sing and do oh, all that man. stuff yeah. like that? Like, did I ever tell you about the story about what I did? No, we got a segment yeah, that's going to yeah, come in yeah, some of the crazy yeah. stuff. But you can tell it now, now that you got I know yeah, you got yeah. a bunch of crazy oh, stories man, that you dog. can tell. Like as far as the, the hardest thing about training camp was is the length. Okay. Okay. It's six. It's six weeks. Six weeks. Right. Versus Ooh. like Nebraska, it might be two weeks. Then you got a game. You know, two and a half weeks. It's six weeks, and your job's online. I'm a late draft choice. And here's a funny training. Now, so it's the breakdown is what it starts with eighty what. It's, well, it depends. It was like eighty five, and, and then, then it'll it break down after, after two after weeks the, after the. Well, they can cut you at any time. Ooh. Now, generally, they'll keep you around to the third preseason game. That's the first cut. Then the final cut is after the last preseason right. game. But here's the kicker, though. Just because you make it on that team on Sunday or Monday, you, you're not officially on the team until you have the practice on Wednesday. Uh, now, that's for veterans. Now, a rookie, they, they, can, they can cut anytime. you any day. Right. So what's the feeling like that you've heard as far as before, I, I want I yeah. want the, the scene question, but what's the feeling like coming after practice and you getting a chance to see some of your homeboys and some of your your friends get that pink slip? Man, here's the deal, man. My agent, um, and my my dad told me as well, but my agent, I remember, I packed up my truck here, and I remember I, I had to run down there and I took my football shoulder pads and he said and he he talked to me probably. You know, the first couple hours, my agent, and the last couple hours, he said, listen, man, when you pull up to training camp, it's different. I'm like, how could it be different? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I've been a ball boy, and all, but it's different. Your job's in line. He said, listen, don't get too close to nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? You know what I'm saying? These guys I got drafted with, you know, why would they cut a draft choice, right? It's like, just don't. He's like, number one, you don't want no emotional attachment to them, and they're going to see how you react if somebody gets cut. You're going to be moping. You're going to be mm. dog cussing the coaches. 
And that was a reality for me. I, I remember I had a, a roommate in, in the dorms, right? And the funny thing about Buffalo when we did the dorms, the vets, they had their own suites. Mm-hmm. The rookies, we must have been in the, like the old dorms, you know, where the fan right. ain't working. Uh-huh. You know, you take a shower. Right. You, you know, Cold you, shower. Yeah, in right. the middle of the night, you still hot. You know, all that. Type. So they they putting you through it in a different way. Yeah. Is uh, this cat named Jason Lamar. He's always talking to third person, and he he, he calls himself Black Cat because he's he, you know, a little darker. He's quick, though. And he was a, from Buffalo, like up there. He went yeah. to Buffalo, University of Buffalo. Big old swole dude, right? And he was like a Sam. We was there, and we'd always check on each other because you get tired. You know, I want to make sure I wake him up or whatever. And I remember, like, you know, sometimes you you hear a cat go to the bathroom like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. No big deal because you just hydrate. You know what I'm saying? That lets you know you hydrated. So I'm like, oh, no big deal. My man was out, left, mm. middle of the night, mm. like a ghost in the night, gone. Dang. Three just days in the camp, gone. Wow. Never heard from him, seen him again. Gone. No exchange. Yeah, no, no, you couldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he probably thought, like, hey, whether he wants to play football or no not. Time, right. So that's crazy. That's the first, that's the wow. reality there. Yeah. And then the other reality, one of my best friends, but he, you know, he passed away now, Keon Carpenter, rest in peace, is. We grew up playing uh, AAU basketball against each other. I'm from Frederick, Maryland. He's from Baltimore. He went to Virginia Tech in Nebraska. He was a free agent. Mm-hmm. And so then he moved in. And he ended up beating up, beating out Armand Hatcher. Ended up, mm-hmm. Keon ended up playing 9, 10 years in the league. I mean, that's how, how crazy it can, yeah, be. it can be. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Just disappear. You just, like, Wait a minute. I right. ain't seen it. I seen it. And, but right. here's the thing. Here's the difference before we go to break. A team like Buffalo, from the from the owner to the GM, they did it professionally. If they're gonna cut you, they're not gonna embarrass you. Now I've been places where they were catching cats as like you. They walk right, leap, walk. Go drop from, that bag. Go drop that right off. from practice in front of everybody. I seen them at places, and and we had to have a team meeting about it where they were coming in, getting guys out of meetings. Mm, see that, yeah. and there's a right way to do things, right? Yeah, and so they, I mean, I feel you. it's harsh, man. It's harsh yeah. because there is no. UFL like they had now, yeah, or they have now. There was no other league, so it's either yeah. It was pretty private in right, the NBA. Right, they would right. just call you into the office right. and say, "Hey, you know, this ain't gonna work out." Right. And so, yeah, you know, you might get a chance to go and say say peace to the brothers or whatever. But yeah, right. a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit more respect. Yeah, yeah, because they I get respect it. it. You know, so it's wow. it's, 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 cru- it's crucial, man. Good stuff. Thank you. Uh, that's a great first segment here. Uh, we're gonna come back and get into some of the craziest stories that we maybe have seen or heard in our NBA and NFL experience. We're gonna do that right after the break, right here on WTF. We talk facts. Back to We Talk Facts on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Strick and Plester. Back on We Talk Facts, Eastrick here is with the Hall of Famer Jay Foreman national champion jay foreman as well so i had to get a national champion in here because <laughs> my my brother national champion happened to be on the road shout out to cluster johnson and uh we'll see him uh next week but jay man you were about to tell the story about singing oh uh, yeah and then we're going to get into uh the craziest story oh yeah i got a good one we ever yeah. heard i got one too and then we're going to talk about what did it take because you know we're blessed to be uh, named as Hall of Famers right. for a very prestigious, you know, especially you for yeah. the football side, basketball side, grateful. Right. Um, but what did it take to become? Because I think sometimes that's missed. Like the really the work. I, th- I think a lot of times when 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 people 
see us, they they only see the finished product. They don't see the yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. They don't see the work, the time that's put in to continue to have success at a high level right. over sustained periods of time. So we'll 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 give a brief synopsis on that in in our careers when we when we uh, finish this uh, greatest stories that we've ever heard. But the singing, the singing story, thing, your, man. Yeah, I, so you know, yeah, hey, man, your boy can't sing. Yeah, you know, you know those old, old old saying, my aunt. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, see, I can't even do that. My aunt told me one time I tried to sing. She's like, boy, you can't even you can't even hum good. Uh, Right. So uh, I knew from being a ball boy, you had to sing. And so I never really was one. I grew up singing. So I had to I had a song. I did the Nebraska fight song. Oh, you did. But I didn't really know it. And here's Uh, the funny thing is I was about to leave for training camp. Okay. And it was like a day or two before I was about to take off. And Doke Ostergaard was the uh, uh, trainer. So he kind of taught me the, you know, ain't no place like Nebraska, you know, so we got it, you know, he kind of printed it out and I was like, all right, I'm cool. So then I got up there and the loudmouth guys in training camp, they was always getting, they was getting multiple times. And so what I used to do is I used to try to lift right after practice because the veterans would be out. So I was trying to put in some more work, you know, mm-hmm. to get in. But your boy got smart though, strict. Because here's why. Those, the veterans wanted to get rest, right? So by the time I got done p- practicing, lift, shower, rehab, or you know, you know, ice or whatever, when I get to the, you know, to eat lunch, they gone, mm. right? So as I'm as they leaving, I'm coming in. So strict, I got through the whole hard part of training camp before we broke, except for two days left. Ted Washington. And Pat Williams and all them, and they had a light practice. They had a vet day. Yeah. So they got to sleep in and everything. So I'm like, oh, they ain't gonna get me. I passed Ted in the in the line, got my food. I'm doing, I have my nice little plate. I think I'm good. I'm yeah. over there, to, you know, I'm talking with the other rookies. He was like, and he used to call me, uh, what do you call me? Sweetie Rabbit, because I got because <laughs> I'm slew footed. So here's what Sweetie he, Rabbit. Right. So he'd be over there kind of always he's like, Sweetie Rabbit. And I like, yeah, what's up? He's like, what you got on your plate? And I was like, you know, we had burgers or whatever. He's like, are you saying yet? <laughs> <laughs> right? So you can't lie to Ted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you ever see Ted, Ted's a big dude. I'm like, nah, I ain't saying yet. Ding, 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 ding. So, they, so what, what oh, that means is, is it's like you, you had, you had the, the glass or, you know, the glass or whatever you drink out of, they hit that fork on you and it was Marcellus Wiley. So if you know Marcellus Wiley, who's yeah. in the media now, we call him Wild Style. So he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go, Sweetie Rabbit. So you had to get up there. <laughs> Sweetie Rabbit. And stand up on your, stand up on your we'll chair. We're going to start calling Jay Sweetie Rabbit. <laughs> Chill out with all that. Hey, but listen, Strick, he was, he was singing another tone when we played in that snow game. I told him I had traction because oh, of it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you had to get up on your chair, and then you announce, hey, I'm Jay Foreman from Nebraska, uh, you know, fifth-round draft choice. And they didn't. They didn't make us do the signing bonus. And they, you'd say what song you're gonna sing, and then they would either boo you or say, "All right, man, you did enough." Mm-hmm. So I got up there and sang it, and then it was probably was so bad they was like, "All right, done." <laughs> that was it, man. And number one, I got smart because I was scared to sing. Yeah. Number two, I was more strategic. Yeah. A lot of these rookies come in, Running doing all that. Wolfing. There was a cat that that uh uh, uh what's his name um. Reggie Durden. He called himself Dirty Durden. He probably sang for a week straight. Wow. 
Because then they was like, you better come up with a new song, new song. because he was doing yeah, all this. Yeah. So, you know, me, I was just coming in there and I Head was down. Yeah, just mm-hmm. trying to put in work one one yeah. foot in front of the other. But Ted Washington got me two days before training camp broke. Two days. Wow. I thought I almost made it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, you thought you thought, thought you was going to skate. Yeah, he yeah. thought I was going to skate. He got me, though. That's my boy, though. <laughs> yeah. So quick, quick two stories for me. And then um, I'll give you yours was one. When you when you hear about Dennis Rodman. Oh, here we go. Right? I was going to ask you about it. that's crazy. I was going to ask you about it. When you hear about Dennis, it's it's the wildest thing. And look, it was confirmed because I was talking to a couple of other people that happened to have played with him. Mm-hmm. It was confirmed that the same thing that happened with us happened, happened with them. Okay. So this is it did, this when it told me it wasn't that we were a bad team and he was just acting a, a straight yeah. A. Yeah. You know, it, it was just him. Right. So. Literally, Dennis would show up. He would lift weights before the game. And I'm talking about heavy. Dennis Rodman would go in the weight room and go hard, like heavy lifting, right? Sweat. No, no. We all outside shooting. He's in there lifting, right? We all come back because there's a certain time that we all have to do our pregame breakdowns. We go over assignments, who, who we got talk a bit about some of their plays, you know, and mm. it's on the board. Everything is, is listed and there's no Dennis. And we like, well, dang, you know, um, do we wait? Right. I mean, and sometimes we'd have to wait on his time or sometimes we adjusted just to come and yeah, inform with, with his work. Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life that literally a whole staff Waited. shifted their the program. way that they, the yeah. whole program. Yeah. We had a specific time schedules on which we would come in from outside shooting or whatever we need to do. Right. He would come in, get in the shower while we sitting in the locker room waiting on him. Waiting on him. I'm like, wow, that is the wildest thing yeah. I've ever done. Now the second one is quick. The second story that I actually heard was we used to play this game called Boo-Ray, and I know oh, you yeah. know it. Oh, yeah. We used to play this game called Boo-Ray. Boo-Ray is a game where there would be a you, – you would bet, start off on a small pot, but it if you ever got, got hit, if you didn't hit, you know, like if you said uh, – say you got a king mm-hmm. and a two, right, and you say pot, and, and it hits a king or anything outside of a king, so an ace – or something like that, king or ace right. or two, you had to double the pot. So whatever's in the pot, you had to double it. And it got so high, Charles Oakley. <laughs> oh, no. And um, gosh darn it, Je- Jeff McGinnis. Jeff McGinnis owed him some Boo-Ray money, and they had a game, and he, Charles Oakley, caught him in the back talking about, yo, where my where my cashola at, my boy? <laughs> and and you know Jeff was like, man, I, I'm gonna get it, man. Whatever, man. I it just he kept playing. Oak Oak went over there and they said slapped the taste yeah, out of his mouth. That. Yeah, I heard about in that. In the back, the, I'm not, not not just the you know boy stop playing with. Me. I mean, slapped the taste out of his yeah. mouth. 
and everybody heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that made waves into the NFL locker rooms about Oakley. Yeah, and Oakley ain't no joke though. No, nah, Oakley because Oakley he, he was playing with the Raptors when I was with the Buffalo yeah. Bills, and we'd go up there, and you know, we thought like when you rolling, I went up there with Thurman Thomas. He took me up there, and so Thurman obviously been up there plenty. So we had a reservation. We just waiting to get our table set. Oakley come up, they take his car, whatever. He walked past us. He ran the city. Gangster <laughs> in a mug. And, and I didn't really I didn't realize he was that big though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh town six eight, yeah. yeah, but he but he was yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't know he was that big. Mm-hmm. Um my funny story is this strict. It didn't even now I got plenty when I played. Mm-hmm. You know, from you know, uh I forget where I was. got now, about five minutes. I know we had a I I know this for a fact. I won't say what team, because you know you would Google and find out what player. So he was having some issues at home. Mm-hmm. Wifey issues? I, no. Or or no. work issues. Work issues. Oh, okay. If you know, work, you know. Work. <laughs> if you know, you know. Now, granted, when you have when you're a new team, the security ain't that tight. Now, yeah. now this is two both stories is both both teams. We in the middle of training camp, we scrimmaging the Dallas Cowboys, and it, this did not make hard knocks because okay. you know the first year when they did it we played them the first year at houston yeah. yo so you know like how you see something out of your peripheral like if you see a car out of here you'd be like oh yeah. you know yeah. but i was like dang that look you know i'm thinking i'm playing and you know i practice and i'm me i was getting water I was like man i look like a car yo she drove the car one of his cars onto the field you lying i swear <laughs> to god wow i thought it was like a visitor from like a you know yeah because we had Sugar Ray Leonard was supposed to come in. Yeah. I thought it was somebody like that. Mm. Drove it right on to field number two. I'll never forget it. Right through the thing, right up through the parking lot, right through there, field number two. Come see me. Yeah. You going to talk to me now? Wow. When I tell you your boy looked like he... Hey, like looked, he saw a ghost, yeah. Casper? And then in the locker room, nobody really... You ain't, what do you say to him? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's the craziest story. But here's a crazy and funny one. So Houston, I was one of the, on the first team. So they have what's called alumni weekend. So the very first alumni weekend, and Andre Johnson goes into the Ring of Fame, and they did it it's first class, right? They flew us all in there. Great weekend, and so you know the Houston Texans haven't been around that long. Even though after I left, I still kept in contact, been doing media stuff down there. So I knew that you know the guys that were former players or not. And plus Andre going, and he's a teammate of mine. So we all meet at, at down in the Galleria, which you you know. Mm-hmm. And you know they have the the first get together, mm-hmm. and I see this dude, man, and 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 I'm like, he big, bald, like I don't remember him, right? Never even heard of his name. So then you have your name on there, yeah. and he was at a couple years after, he said a couple years after me, and then I went over to Travis Johnson. I was like, I was like, hey, T tough. I call him T tough, right? I was like, man, you know this dude? He's like, man, I think I know him, but. You know, he came up talking to me, and you know, I think he was on the team. So I was like, okay, he's on the team. But then, you know, we we have our dinner, we you get a couple of drinks in. And I Andre, because Andre been there from the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's going up. I said, you remember him? He's like, man, I think I know the dude. I think I seen him before. Lo and behold, finally, before we get uh brought out onto the field, Texan security come, handcuffed the dude. Wow. Take him away. Now, mind you, he was there by all his, day, dang there. No, no, day, three days, three days. Wow. He went to the he went to the dinner yeah. with the owners. Right. He went to dinner with the players. They had a little concert for us. 
He made, I mean, he went to the NFL uh, players engagement thing. He was sitting up there front and center. Wow. So as we're going on the field, the security or cops come get him, take him, arrest him. And he was there with his wife. Lo and behold, the Houston Texans announced that they were having a, their first alumni uh, weekend in the stadium, in the paper. So he found, he called up and said, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm alumni. Send me the information. This is my email. Because... You don't have everybody's yeah, email. Yeah. So he ran the whole weekend. Here's wow. the funny thing about it. He was on the run for bank robbery. What a dummy. Yeah. That's how bold he was. That's and here's the, here's the even better part. We have like a group chat, a group me, you know, just all our former players or whatever. That's His name is still in there. <laughs> Every time. Swear, hey, everybody. And then, and then afterwards, the text chain afterwards. We have my man, Jimmy McClain, that lives down in San Diego. Big, out, big shout out to Jimmy McClain. He's like, I told y'all. I told you he you won on the team. And nobody would believe Jimmy because here's the thing about Jimmy McClain. Every story he had was, never was true. Right, right. The one time he's the one time he's right, you got a convict in there trying to be a youth wow, protector. Wow, wow, wow. Great stuff. Great stuff, WTF. We talk facts. We got one more segment left. We're going to just give you a little bit of insight of what it's like to uh, prepare and 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 – how do you become a Hall of Famer? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll yeah. get back right after this. Back to We Talk Facts on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Strick and Cluster. Welcome back to the final segment of We Talk Facts. Joining me today in the absence of uh, my friend, my main man, Cluster Johnson, is my boy, Jay, Jay Foreman. In the building, we had a great talk about what it was like to be a rookie as well as a veteran in the professional ranks and some of the craziest stories. Now, Jay, you had a great career, not only in the NFL. You had a great run here at Nebraska. Um, a lot of people say that when they arrive there are people that just wear the uniform for the show, for the glitz, right. for the for for the lights. But others wear the uniform because there's something else that they want more. What is a what how do you tell that when you see it? Right. You 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 can see that that specific individual is built different. He wants a little bit more than what you know, and how to, you know, they end up becoming Hall of right. Famers. There's something more in them than, than just the, the, I think, the regular. I think the biggest thing that separates guys, and you might necessarily, you know, not, I guess, become a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind yeah. of circumstantial. That's like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, things yeah, that happen. You know, and it's a matter happened. of opinion. People think mm -hmm. how good you are or whatever or were. I think it really what separates guys is, is what they're willing to sacrifice. Mm. I think that, that I think that'll tell when you. When the that. lights ain't on. Yeah. That, I mean, what they're willing to sacrifice. You're going to have to give up something if you want to reach, if you want to be the best player that you could be. Yeah. And it, this isn't even about going to the pros. If you just say, because there's no guarantee in football. If you want to be the best player that you can be by the time you leave Nebraska, you're going to have to give up something. And most likely more than one thing. Not give up, but sacrifice something. One thing I, I, I can say for myself is I had the dreams. I knew it was something. Right. I didn't know which which form it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, because you, you was different. You you yeah. was, you know drafted in baseball. You could have easily played football. Yeah. And then basketball. So that decision, which wasn't even my best sport. Right. That was probably of all of them the worst. Right. I was worse at basketball, but I loved it more. Right. 
right? Um, but you're right. It's 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 one of those things, man, where when when you when I had a MOB mentality. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I had a mob mentality, Harrison. And you know, if you know, you know, but I'll kind of say it in this way that it it it'll it'll it won't be as bad and you won't have to dump it. <laughs> I had a I had a money over switches yeah mentality oh yeah you know what I mean like so when I'm in college and everybody else is I mean I I did not I had fun now don't don't get it twisted right. I understand but I understood the balance of this was more of my focus and I didn't allow myself to get yeah totally right. lost that, in that, that situation and that's part of sacrifice I mean you got yeah. some guys that that's that's the most important thing that they can't cut it off. You got some guys that like to go out and party too much. Some guys that don't like school. You gotta, you got, or or like, you know, you gotta sacrifice whether it's spending more time in the basketball gym and maybe not going home. Now, granted, you from Omaha, but just say you needed to get an extra couple of days in of solitude on your shot or conditioning mm -hmm. uh, in basketball. You might not be able to go on spring break. Mm -hmm. You might not be able to go home. You might have to hit up an extra workout by yourself outside of team sanctioned events that's the sacrifice that i don't think a lot of guys are willing to do and that's why you see i call them the haves and have nots guys that have figured it out guys that have not figured it out it comes down to sacrifice now look everybody's gonna work hard in the moment right yeah. when the when the coaches everybody's gonna work hard like when you got around and, yeah, and well, the cameras you, on you or whatever right when you at practice guys are generally gonna work hard within a reason right within a measuring point what you do outside of practice is going to tell me more than anything. Mm -hmm. Are you going to study? Mm -hmm. Are you going to watch basketball? Are you going to look at your weaknesses? Are you going to address your weaknesses? All those things that I'm talking about is going to require you to take and sacrifice time away from, I mean, listen, Strick, I'll tell you this. There's a guy that, I, that got drafted in Buffalo. He liked playing PlayStation as much or more than football. Wow. Okay, to Kyler the, Murray. To the point, though, to the point, though, <laughs> When the member of the Madden used to come out during training camp, yeah. this cat would have his wife it, it kind of make up an emergency. Because if you have emergency, you can come over to when we'd stay in the hotel to bring him Madden. Then he's going to stay up all day, all night playing the new Madden now. Instead of in his book. Well, instead of sleep. Mm. So you got to think, you in two days. It's hot. There ain't no rest. It's important. We we, we building a foundation here. Yeah. So then what are you doing? Okay, you, you lose your sleep to stay on Monday night. Well, two nights, okay, then that's going to affect you Tuesday because you're tired. Well, then it's also going to affect you on Wednesday. So now you're three days behind. And then now you got a preseason pre game either Friday or Saturday, generally. Yeah. Sundays are usually our day off. And then you right back at it again. Mm. So if you don't play good on Saturday, now you're going to double down on your problem, and it all started from it's that. It's compounded, yeah. Right. So you're not uh, willing to sacrifice that. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. And, and, it, and it does. And, it, you know, just, just, just the thought of today, as we leave and, and and we get up out of here, it 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 takes more than what you would normally expect or normally think to go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. It's when you show up early. It's how you stay late. It's how much in the weight room you're gonna go. It's all of the little things, as you said, watching tape, watching film, being willing to look at yourself and do a true self evaluation. And you got and you know what all those things you mentioned, Strick? You can't just do it for a couple weeks. Yeah. 
You it's got to be the it. Years. It's got to be in you. No, yeah, but it's got to yeah. be you got to do it for long because there's no set time to when it will pop for you. That's good. And then also, you got to continue to do it when it does pop. That's good. There it that's is. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's WTF. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And we talking facts. But we'll see you next week. Uh, right here, Harrison Arms, <laughs> East Strength. And tonight, Jay Foreman. We'll be right back uh, right after this. Uh,